Good morning. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of the moms here. You look so lovely, and I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Well, I grew up in a time when moms said the craziest things to their kids. They weren't meant to be funny. They're funny now, but, you know, a lot of them were actually threats. (laughs) They're funny now because we survived. Wave at me this morning if your mom ever said this to you. You better straighten up and fly right. (laughs) Don't look at me with those eyes. If you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. (laughs) Because I said so, that's why. Okay, how about this one? You better stop making that face. (laughs) You better stop crying. I'm going to give you something to cry about. (laughs) If all your friends jump off a bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge too? Don't make me come back there. You better wipe that look off your face. Okay, you notice a lot of these start with, you better. Oh, the threat was real. Well, listen, if you're a mom, chances are you've said at least one of these to your kids. I know I have. Maybe you could tell. But listen, I get it. Being a mom is a tough job. It can be exasperating at times. One of my favorite mom sayings is, you better fix your face. Well, the Bible actually has a few things to say about us fixing our face. So today in our message, we're going to look at how we can help our children to fix their face. Our facial expressions can reveal what's going on in our heart. Genesis 4.3 says, in the course of time... Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? Cain's expression revealed what was going on in his heart. Of course, God already knew what was going on, and he said to Cain in verse 7, If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you refuse to do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires you, but you must master it. Church, sin is crouching at our door. We must master it. And parents, sin desires to have your children. We must teach them to master it. So this morning, as we talk about teaching our children to fix their face, I want you to understand that I don't mean that we should expect them to put on a fake plastic face that says everything's fine when everything's not fine. What I'm talking about is actually just encouraging our children in the Lord, giving them a facelift, if you will, a godly perspective, so that change can take place in their heart. This morning, we're going to take the word face and use it as an acronym to point out four different areas that we can give our kids a facelift. Letter F is going to stand for faith. 2 Timothy 1.5 says, I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice 
and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. Paul is reminding Timothy here of his godly heritage. Now, maybe you don't come from a a family where you've got a godly heritage, but that is something that we can change. Let me ask though, does having a godly heritage guarantee that our children have right standing with God? No, we know that each one of us have to choose to repent to make Jesus Lord of our lives. But God, providing a godly heritage does mean that we're training our young children and even encouraging our grown children in the ways of our God. And that we're being that godly example for them. As parents, we want our children to come to faith in Christ. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we want our children to come to faith and faith comes by hearing. Let me ask you, do your children hear the word of God in your home? Providing a godly heritage is about so much more than just attending church. Providing a godly heritage is all about what happens in the home. Let's look at five ways that we can give our child a godly heritage. Number one, read the word of God to your children. Start when they're infants. Get one of those illustrated children's Bibles and read it to them every day. Number two, share faith stories with your children. Our children should know the stories of the Bible, stories of heroes of the faith, even more than they know those Disney stories, right? Number three, teach them apologetics early. Help them to understand why we believe what we believe. Number four, live out your faith before them. Let them see how you apply God's word in your own life and let them see that you're the same at home as you are at church. Number five, keep them in church. I believe that when it's time for church, that our kids should not have to ask, are we going to church today? And our kids should not have to ask, who's going to church today? But our kids should know that as a family, we attend church together. So this morning, let me ask, does your family's faith need a facelift? We're talking about how to Give our children a facelift. The next letter in our acronym FACE, letter A, represents attitude. Philippians 2.5 says your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. We need to teach our children that the world doesn't revolve around them. Now we have a three-month-old grandson. And from the time he was newborn, one of his favorite things to do is lay on a blanket on the floor. So when our family gets together, we put Ezekiel on the floor on a blanket and five adults gather around and hover over him. (laughs) I'm sure it's a ridiculous sight, but you gotta understand, we don't wanna miss a single one of his expressions. He's vocalizing and we don't wanna miss a single one of his squeaks and coos. He's starting to roll and we just love every one of his tricks. So each one of us take turns playing with him, talking to him, making faces at him. And if we do it just right, we get one of these. (laughs) Isn't that the best? (laughs) It's 
just the best ever. Okay, so a baby's world sort of does revolve around them. But soon after, as they get just a little bit older, their parents get to start instructing them that we have expectations for them. Parents should instruct their children that there are expectations in how they should act. This is how you're expected to behave, and this is how you're not allowed to behave. And there are expectations and that even as a, a young child, they can pick up after themselves. And then as they get a little older, they can help out with the household chores. And parents, we should let our children know that we have expectations in how they treat others. Children need to learn from an early age. They don't get to do just whatever they want. But that we've got high expectations for them to do the right thing. We need to teach our children to be servant-minded. I remember as a child, it was expected that we kids would give up our chair for an adult. If we um, were seated and an adult walked in the room and there were no more chairs, my dad would gently reach over and tap us on the shoulder from behind. And we knew that meant for us to either sit on the floor or go play in another room. We didn't turn around and make faces at dad. We didn't protest and argue. We just gave up the chair. Well, my brother, my older brother, three years older than me, he noticed how easily I gave up my chair and he started sneaking up behind me and tapping me on the shoulder and taking my chair. (laughs) Sometimes it would be several minutes before I even turned around and saw that, hey, that's not an adult in my chair. It would make me so mad. I was willing to give up my chair for an adult, but not for my sneaky brother. Let's look at Ephesians 4.22. It says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. When our kids were little, Robin and Chase, it seemed that every once in a while, one of them would wake up on the wrong side of the bed. One of those mom sayings. But you know what I mean. They just wake up mad, you know, can't be sweet to anyone. And so Jeff and I decided we're not going to cater to that. Now, let me just say, I'm not talking about a sick child. That's altogether different. But we decided we're not going to allow this grumpiness. And so we would tell our child, you know what? The rest of us, we're going to have a good day. We're being sweet to each other. And if you can't do that, you need to just go back in your room and stay there until you can. And it always worked. They would go to their room and a couple of minutes later, they would realize, I don't want to spend the day in my room. And so they would come out with a new attitude. Verse 23 says, be made new in the attitude of your minds. Children need to learn from an early age that we don't get to choose everything that happens, but we can always choose our attitude. No situation is ever made better by a bad attitude. Let me ask this morning, does your family's attitude need a facelift? The next area that we're going to talk about, letter C, stands for character. Character means the qualities of honesty, courage, integrity, and moral excellence. God values character, but it seems that the world emphasizes so much about 
how a child performs. Several years ago, Jeff and I led a parenting small group based on a book whose ideas and concepts are just foreign to most of today's parenting styles. I mean, this book actually says, don't do your child's homework. And it went on to say that most parents believe that it's up to them to make sure that their child has academic success so they can make sure that their child gets into a good college, so they can make sure that their child has a successful career and on and on. This book says that your parenting goal should be that your child grows up to love God with all his heart and that your child grows up to be a responsible citizen. In order for that to happen, your child has to learn that there are consequences when they don't do their homework. And then, parents, we've got to let them face those consequences. If we're constantly bailing them out, then they don't learn that there are consequences for their actions. And instead of the end result being a responsible adult, instead, we've got a self-centered adult with a sense of entitlement. God values character more than he values our children's academic success, more than their good looks, more than he values their talent even. King Saul stood a head taller than all the men of Israel. But when Israel faced the Philistines in war, Saul sat frozen in fear while David stepped out and defeated Goliath. When God sent Samuel to Jesse's house to anoint the next king of Israel, God didn't tell Samuel which one of Jesse's sons to anoint. Samuel looked at the oldest. He was tall and good looking and Samuel thought, this has got to be the one. But God said, no. Let's look at 1 Samuel 16, verse seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outer appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. When Samuel had looked at each one of Jesse's sons standing there in front of him, and God had said no to each one in turn, Samuel asked Jesse, are these all of your sons? And Jesse said, well, there's the youngest who's out tending the sheep, but it's just David. You see, among his brothers, David didn't stand out. He wasn't the tall one, the smart one, the strong one, the athlete. But God knew David's heart. God chose David to be the next king of Israel because God knew him by his character. This morning, does God know you by your character? Or does your family's character need a facelift? The last letter of our acronym FACE, letter E, is for ethics. Now, ethics are the moral principles that govern our behavior. Proverbs 21.3 says, To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Proverbs 20.11 says, Even a child is known by his actions, by whether his conduct is pure and right. In the world today, it seems that people think that if a child is disciplined in any way at all, that it will destroy their self-esteem. 
But a child's self-esteem should come from knowing that their own attitude is pure and that their conduct is right. So what are these moral principles that we're supposed to live by? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Let's look at Ephesians 4, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving." The Bible teaches us how to live. It's up to us to teach our children. So I read a lot of verses. What are these moral principles that we should teach our children? Let me just summarize. We should teach them, don't lie, don't be lazy, don't talk ugly, don't stay angry, don't be perverted, don't be greedy or profane. On the contrary, be holy, truthful, hardworking, generous, encouraging, kind, compassionate, forgiving, Christ-like, loving, and thankful. How should we live? Romans 14, 8 says, if we live, we live for the Lord. Ask yourself this morning, do your family's ethics need a facelift? Now, almost every week, Pastor Jeff steps out and he gives us an update about our good friend Boudreaux. <laughs> so this morning, I thought I'd let you know what has happened to his wife, Clotilde. Now, you may not be aware, but Clotilde, she got hit by a bus. Up in heaven, St. Peter met her and said, Clotilde, we decided to send you back. You're going to get 15 more years. Clotilde revived, and she thought, I want to make the most of these 15 years. I want to live life to the fullest. And I think the best way to do that is to start by getting a facelift. She went to one of those facilities where you stay there while you recuperate, she got a facelift, a tummy tuck, even some liposuction. And as she had, after she had recovered from all of the procedures, as she's leaving the facility, wham, she got hit by a bus. <laughs> Up in heaven, she said, St. Peter, I thought I had 15 more years. St. Peter said, wait, is that you, Clotilde? I didn't recognize you. 
Well, Clotilde's facelift didn't work out so well for her. But this morning, we've used the acronym FACE to talk about faith, attitude, character, and ethics. Moms, we have an incredible opportunity to train our young children and even to encourage our grown children in how to fix our face. The best facelift is found in the Bible, Job 22:26. It says, delight yourself in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. I'd like to pray for you. Would you bow your heads? God, today our families need a facelift. I ask you to help us to have strong faith, to raise up sons and daughters with strong faith. Help us to have the same attitude that Jesus had. God, we ask you to shape our character. Make us and mold us into who you want us to be. Help us to disciple our children to have strong character and strong ethics. Lord, we ask you to help us to live out ethics that reflect your will and advance your kingdom. In Jesus' name.